Hi, Chica. Hey, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. Just a little bit, you know, annoyed with um, um, Twitter. I tried starting the space yeah. twice and the link kept on getting robbed. There may be issues today because the Twitter spaces I'm seeing have quite a low turnout in general, so... Um, maybe there's a glitch or something going on. Yeah, I saw in news that they were going to up, update like Twitter DMs and allow people to be able to like maybe I like messages. So maybe they are undergoing some changes right now, but hopefully they fix it. Yeah. So um, yeah. let's just dive right into it because I know that you're working. Um, you have something else to attend to, so I'll just try and keep it short. So um, before we start, I would just love to uh, say what I always say in the beginning of my spaces. So um, welcome everyone to the sec- to the third episode of Rock Radio Web3 Africa. And um, today's show, we're not going to be doing the weekly news recap. We're going to dive right into the interview with Chica. And I'm your host, um, Tesli Mads. And, um, you know, before we begin, I would love to remind anyone that wants to join in, our listeners, to please abide by the guest, um, by the show guidelines, that is um, treating everyone with respect, waiting for a turn to speak if you decide to come up on stage to speak, and refraining from interrupting others if you want to come up on stage to ask any question. So please kindly send a request if you want to come up to contribute to the conversation, or just say hi in the comment section down below. And also keep in mind that the show is recorded and may be repurposed on other social media platforms like my um, podcast. <laughs> so with that being said, let's just dive right into it. <sighs> it was like I rapped for a very long time. <laughs> Hi, Chica. Um, let's start with a quick introduction. Just let us know who you are, what you do, you know. Yes, yeah, so I am the co-founder of Afropolitan and we are building a digital nation focused on the African diaspora. A little bit about me, I've been in tech for quite some time. Um, So I've seen all the cycles. I spent uh, many years even running my own uh, HR startup, uh, software startup uh, called Talentbase in Lagos. Um, So spent many, at least seven years um, building that company and um, just learned everything about African tech and all the challenges as well, which I, I believe is the reason why we started Afropolitan. But um, Afropolitan was based off of Olaji's um, story around that we started new companies, we started new currencies, can we now start a new country, right? Um, so for us, we're doing it step by step. Uh, first step was really just building out, um, you know, what the citizens' uh, passports would look like, uh, which is, you know, my DP is showing one of them. Um, but I'm really excited to, you know, see what we're going to do because the network state is new. It's never been done before, um, at least in the way that Balaji has outlined it. So I'm, I'm really just, I'm just on this journey um, with my co-founder, who's Eche, to build this out. Amazing, amazing. You know, when when you say something like this, because I've listened to Eche speak before at MetaMite's um, event, <laughs> And, you know, it was trying to explain what Afropolitan is, a digital nation. And I still was a little bit confused. But before I get to that part where you explain what Afropolitan is exactly and, you know, how everything is going to run, I would love to know um, how you got interested in Web3 and what motivated you to come into this space, like, in details. Yeah, so I, funny enough, it was around 2017, 
Um, so Bitcoin was a thing at that time. Um, Ethereum was just um, was just starting its process. And, you know, basically I exited from talent base and I was kind of like in limbo. Like I didn't know if I wanted to start a new startup. I didn't know if I was even going to go back into tech. And my friend uh, was doing a sentiment business company. So I said, okay, you know, let me join him. Let me see what's going on. And basically it was like the company was figuring out sentiment for brands, right? So for example, a brand like Twitter, uh, his company would help the company figure out, okay, do people have a positive outlook, a negative, neutral, what topics are interested to them, et cetera. So what I, we ended up doing was we wanted to start paying people in tokens. And this was in Lagos. So, you know, at the time I was like, well, there's really no fintech company that will help us make small micro payments to people. And then I started going down crypto. I, have, I found out, oh, like crypto, you can send money for a small, small fee. Um, at the time, Stellar Lumens was very popular. So we started having conversations with Stellar um, about it. And then it was also in the midst of the ICO phase as well. So a company that actually uh, was in the same accelerator as me a few years ago was unable to raise capital in Silicon Valley. But he found out about um, ICOs and he was able to raise $10 million from it. Um, and so he's, I mean, the guy has exited <laughs> since, right? Because uh, he got very, he got into, you know, crypto quite early. But, you know, for me, for um, I really realized like, oh, this is very interesting. Um, and I was like, Naira is always devaluing. This is maybe a way I can save my money. Um, and that's really just how I started getting into the space. So it, it's quite some time. Um, I will say from then to now, I kind of like removed myself for a bit because then the crash happened. And so I wasn't really sure if this was a thing that was actually going to sustain, but I eventually came back um, and now I'm pulled into, you know, the States. And I think I have a much better grasp of like the real power of Web3 as well versus back in 2017. Yeah, because, you know, t t t um, 2017 to now, I think that's how many years. I don't know math, but <laughs> that's a very long time, you know, being consistent and still showing up regardless of whatever is happening in the space. That's a very long time. And um, I'm so happy to see that you're still here because <laughs> with the way um, Web3 is, a lot of people just come and go and, you know, I can't blame them for leaving, but, you know, being consistent and having faith in this thing that we're building or this whole system, you know, that's that's something really commendable. So let's jump right or let's go back to the Afropolitan question. So um, once again, what exactly is Afropolitan? Why did you decide to start this community? How do you think or how do you plan on running this community? Like what's the structure like for people that don't really understand what is what it is? Yeah, so I, I think I'll start off with giving what the definition is um, because Afropolitan is and working towards building out a network state, right? So today we are just a community, uh, but long-term we do want to have the same economical rights and sovereignty as a country, right? Uh, so this is a very long-term project for us. Uh, the definition of a network state is it, it is a highly aligned online community, right? That crowdsources territory around the world to eventually become a sovereign nation. So the way this works is you first build out this online community, which we have done for many years. Um, and Afropolitan, I think a good uh, context is that Afropolitan has been a community for about 10 years. So we did not just launch Afropolitan as a community. Afropolitan has been a community that started off in 
the San Francisco, and it was mostly um, Africans who worked at the big tech companies, right? So Google, Facebook, Snapchat, you name it. That was the community of people who were part of the, um, that were part of the um, Afropolitan community. It was just about a year and a half ago that we decided to transition to this new form, right? Um, so now we're online community and the next phase for us, as we have minted the first 500 citizen passes, so these are the NFTs, is now to actually, number one, build out the governance of the community um, so that our community members have um, the ability to vote, have the ability to shape what Afropolitan is, um, have different forums that build out the economy, and then eventually we would have our own token, right? Um, and we want to also be able to provide goods and services to our community members. Um, so today, what that looks like is, for example, we have um, special one-on-one -on -one conversations only in our community space. Um, so for example, this week we had Kai, who's the head of Crypto Visa. Um, he pretty much did like a Chatham House rules type of conversation where he was very open about what's happening in the crypto space to our members. Um, other things that that looks like is um, the opportunity. So you guys are probably hearing this first because Afropolitan hasn't publicly announced this. Um, but right now, me and some of my community members are actually in the country of Montenegro, which is in Europe. And we were invited by Vitalik um, to create the first pop-up city. Um, and so we're there right now um, with 200 people. Um, it's been pretty private, although, like, I'm seeing people sharing it now, but, like, it was kind of, like, hush, hush. <laughs> um, and so that is an opportunity we provided to our community members because they had a chance to not only connect with Vitalik, but, like, 200 of the smartest people in the Web3 space, right? And th those are lifelong friendships and connections they make. Um, and so we do many things, you know, like that. Um, really, our community is about networking. It's about building together. It's about giving people economic opportunity. And, and not only are people connecting, but we've also helped with investments. Um, four of our community members got investments from us. Um, uh, last year and we're looking to do more of those things so I would think that like think of Afropolitan as this amazing founders network um, that eventually wants to build an economy um, and that again is like tokens so goods and services and the, the final phase of it is the sovereignty uh, which is the hardest part um, but I do feel like because of we are having conversations with different governments um, to allow Afropolitan citizens uh, visa-free entry into their country um, and that is a huge issue for Africans around the world is they're not able to uh, travel. They're not able to have mobility, um, just like other citizens. And it's very unfair. Um, and so right now we're having conversations with three different governments. Um, and probably in a year and a half, um, you know, our citizens will be able to get access to those countries and be able to live and work. And we're looking to do more and more of that in different countries. Right. And I think once you start to establish those government relations, it is then that, that leverage that you can eventually have to actually say we want to be a sovereign nation. Because you can imagine um, most cities in the world have, or most countries in the world have less than 1 million people. Um, so you can imagine a community that's, you know, 1 million and less, has its own economy, has its own token, it's working, it's governing. Um, it is all the essentials you need for a country. Um, so that's kind of a long way to explain it. Um, it is quite layered, it is quite complicated. Um, it's not easy, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it's one, two, three, but it is something that we are looking to build out. Um, and we, you know, we have not only me and my, my co-founder, but we have many community members who are very active in 
building out the future of Afropolitics. See, to be honest, like you mentioned a lot of things that I usually had my mouth open when you were saying them because. <laughs> okay, I think I have to be more collected because this is going to go on my podcast. But I'm I'm surprised. I'm I'm really surprised because you know there are some things you mentioned that I haven't even seen some communities in the web three space that I believe maybe they have more fundings or whatever do this type of things you know and your vision is well thought out you already know what you want to do and <laughs> I'm, I'm just surprised to be honest and i think i'm going to go and collect my past i've been procrastinating because yeah. i haven't got it <laughs> i haven't gotten it for a long time but i'm going to look for money and collect my past because um as i mentioned when i listened to hs speak about afropolitan at metamite event i was like i really don't understand this and you know everything yeah, was he's a philosopher <laughs> he does it I think I'm, I'm typically the person that does the public speaking. Um, Eche is more of the, the storyteller. So if you want to get to understand, hit the why, um, that's where Eche comes in. But if you want to understand the how and the what's, uh, that's more <laughs> my job. So, yeah. So I, I tend to, you know, help people really understand, like, what we're actually doing. And we don't make a lot of noise either. So, a lot of times people don't realize we're doing all these things on the back end. Like, for example, um, from next week, we're going to spend six weeks building out the community DNA. Um, so we're working with a team of facilitators and every week we're going to say, okay, what does Afropolitan identity look like? What does Afropolitan governance look like? What does decentralized leadership look like? And so we're going to educate our community members on decentralized um, leadership, decentralized community, uh, but also they're going to build out the DNA with us. So after the end of the six weeks, we'll have a playbook. And that playbook would be the guideline for Afropolitan in the future. So anyone who joins at any time, you will understand what our guidelines are, what our structure is, um, you know, and what you're getting when you join Afropolitan. Amazing, amazing. And um, should I say congratulations on the, on the invite from Vitalik? Because once again, everything is just, you know, um, 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 surprising to me because i haven't really had things like this in this space but um if you're comfortable talking about that we can you know go yeah. um, go back to that topic or do you want to talk mm -hmm. about it now yeah i could i could just quickly share um so vitalik actually wrote about us in um i'll see if i can find the article uh but he wrote about us back in uh last year in august um and he was doing a review on the network state book by balaji and it was so interesting because I was just reading his thoughts and what he was thinking. And then at the end, I see him mention, you know, um, how he really sees this thing building out is for international communities like Afropolitan. I was like, huh? <laughs> and I was so shocked, you know, and I was just like, whoa, like this is crazy. And I was and then funny enough, we went to the back end and we saw that Vitalik actually signed up to, you know, to be updated on Afropolitan. Um, and so I reached out to him on DM um, and he responded and he followed me and he's like, yeah, like, I love what you guys are doing. And I'm not really into NFTs, but if you are going to, to do an NFT project, this is how I, this is like the, the way that makes sense to me. Um, and we just stayed connected. So I invited him to Ghana. Um, I hosted him and other Ethereum community members for a week. Um, we, you know, we took him to the president. We took him to um, the head of SEC, the head of um, 
the well not because CBN is the central bank governor of Nigeria, but he we took it we took him to see the equivalent so the head of Bank of Ghana, um in uh, Ghana, um and then you know we did a conference you know and we did so many things and he, and this was his first time in Ghana so he got a chance to really understand it. Unfortunately, Nigeria was going through elections, um and so I didn't feel comfortable inviting this man into <laughs> Nigeria. So, you know, another time, hopefully we'll get him to actually come here. But um, we, we've remained connected ever since. So um, I guess when he was coming up with this idea around this um, pop-up city, um, he literally sent me a DM and said, hey, Chica, I'm working on this. I would love for you and your community members to come. Um, and so, yeah, we, we came. Um, so we, we, I've been in Montenegro. I just quickly escaped. Uh, so they <laughs> I just came back to Nigeria for a week, um, but I'll be there for another two months. Um, in two weeks' time, um, there will be a special conference on network states. So anybody who's talking about network states, interested in it, um, Balaji, Vitalik, and all those the brains around this stuff will be there speaking. I'll be speaking as well. Um, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, and it's really exciting just to see you know, a bunch of Africans in Montenegro. They've, you know, there's not a lot of black people there. So <laughs> they're like, so it's, it's just really cool to see, you know, that vision come to life. Phew, that's a lot. <laughs> Once again, I said, I'm going to go and look for Ethereum to collect my pass. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to come back to this again. If you have more, um, um, if you have time, because I know we're trying to keep this space to just 40 minutes. So let me move on to my next question. And to my next question, rather. I know we've spoken about Afropolitan, everything you're doing and the things you're going to do in the future. But I would love to know um, the rewarding aspect of building this community. Like, what do you see or what do you hear people say and it makes you feel like, okay, I'm so happy I, we started this thing or I'm so glad um, to be a co-founder of this community. You know, what is that rewarding um, 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 aspect for you? So I'll say two things. I'll talk about a recent example and then just a general thought. So um, in Montenegro, um, there's a young lady named that, that goes by Kushu, and she's from Uganda, and she is a digital artist um, and, you know, obviously does NFT work as well. It's quite beautiful. And I, you know, she's an Afropolitan. I didn't even know she was, she applied. And, you know, I guess she applied because it was something we just shared in our, um, in our discourse. And, um, she, you know, she sent me a message and we connected. And then funny enough, she, um, I guess I was pitching Afropolitan um, earlier that week. And, um, and this, and this uh, big group of Chinese, like this Chinese community actually heard me. And they, they connected with her. And she, you know, was like, hey, Chica, you know, there's like some prominent people in the Chinese uh, Ethereum community that want to connect with you. So we, you know, we had the dinner. But what really touched my heart was, um, I guess she walked away to the bathroom and um, some of the members were like, hey, like, you know, we were really excited to just connect with you because um, Kukushu was telling us that you're like a big sister to her. Um, and that really warms my heart because I feel like for Afropolitan, it's, it's beyond just a community. Um, you know, people who are in the community actually feel like this is family to them, right? Um, and I've me and my co-founder, we've gone to, I think we've been to Ghana, Lagos, uh, Nairobi. Um, we've met people in uh, Houston and DC and the Bay. You know, um, we're trying to go to London. We're trying to go to um, Egypt. We're trying to go to different countries. 
But the point I'm trying to make is every time I go to these countries and, you know, we put a call, hey, Afropolitans, let's meet. And I've just been quite, quite um, pleasantly surprised um, because we did an application process to get our NFTs. And so I've just been like, wow, like this experiment actually worked. We have amazing community members and networking. They're connecting with themselves. Um, and I can tell they're creating friendships. And so for me, that's been probably the most rewarding thing. I think because previously to this, we were just like, okay, we go out, we party, whatever. But like, it didn't feel intentional. And I feel now um, as we're building out Afropolitan, it feels more intentional. And I think it, you know, the members that we have today represent that intentionality. <laughs> to be honest, like throughout this whole conversation, I've been so um, um when I say starstruck, but you know, I'm I'm so proud to see someone that looks like me doing things like this because as you mentioned, we don't see a lot of black people, Africans to be specific, you know, have this um type of opportunity, create um amazing communities like this that's um uh internationally recognized and you know, doing all these things can be um um I don't know, can be I don't want to say exhausting, but I would love to ask how you balance your personal values, your goals, and your personal life with building this community, and um, what challenges have you faced in doing so? Yeah, so I would say um, something that I did that I, I'm glad I did. Um, so after I founded or um, had my first startup, uh, Talent Base, and between that and this, right? Because I, I would say I was in, you know, I was working with companies and I was kind of in the tech space, but this is probably my second startup that I'm actually building. I did a lot of practice around my mental health. And even, you know, I started studying feminine energy and the balance between that um, and, and balancing those energies. And I, I just did a lot of work around that because I think, especially as a woman, um, it could, it could get tough. It could get tough constantly being around men. Um, it could get tough feeling like you're always the other. And I feel like because I did a lot of work around like getting a therapist, getting a coach, you know, just doing things to really get my mind right. Um, I feel like I have a much better balance of myself than um, my first startup. I, I think even just as simple as like I was in Montenegro and I'm going to be very honest, there's no, there's like really no black people except for my community members. So um, it was, it was just, it was very intense. Um, and I said, you know what, I need to take like a mental break. So um, I left and, you know, I, I came back to Lagos um, just to spend time with, you know, my friends and um, family. And, you know, that's kind of like how I did it, right? Um, where I, I know kind of when to step back um, and I know when to come back in. Um, so I think that's really important balance. Um, you know, it, it doesn't help to work to your bone because if you die, that's it. <laughs> so for me, I, I always, I, I, you know, you know, as a Jew, I can't kill myself. Like, that's just how I feel in life. That's my general, like, philosophy. Hmm. What you just said, because if you die, that's it. And I think <laughs> we need to constantly remind ourselves about that because, you know, it might feel like you have to do everything at once. You know, time is running out or you're running out of time. You have a lot of things to do. But sometimes it's just good to just take a step back and relax because, you know, what's the point of doing everything and you're not taking care of yourself or your health is in a bad shape, you know. So um, I definitely uh, relate with what you just said. And um, I think I have just two more questions because I, I think we have 10 minutes more. I don't know if I'm doing bad maths, but... <laughs> 
I think we have 10 minutes more. So um, my next question is going to be about um, Web3. I'm coming to Web3 communities. Um, so what are some risks you've seen um, facing Web3 communities and, um, you know, with the way they, they are structured, their plans? As I said earlier, I haven't really seen um, um, well-structured communities apart from startups in the and web free space, I mean like a community community. So I'd love to hear from your own uh, point of view, like uh, what are the biggest risks you see that are facing web three communities and in your own um, um, words, how should they prepare for and mitigate these risks, risks rather? Oh my God, my um, yeah. Nigerian accent is, you know, <laughs> flying out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this, I, I see a couple of things. Uh, Number one, I don't, I feel like any community that starts off with just a token, you're already setting yourself up for failure because basically your, your community is based off of a financial gain, right? And so most of the time, um, I've seen a few communities that they started with, oh, you have to get X amount of uh, tokens to be part of our community. And, you know, during the good times when the tokens go up, that's great. But then what happens on the flip side is, you might be excluding great people or members who should be part of your community. Then on the other side, right, um, it's volatile, right? And so, like, your tokens can go all the way down. And then people start complaining that, oh, you know, I bought it at this amount and now it's at this amount. So it, I think it just doesn't set up the right values and structure. So that's, I think, one. Uh, number two, also these NFT communities as well. Uh, I feel like the days of just 10,000 NFT projects, I think, are over. I, I feel like if you see a lot of the communities are struggling, um, they're having a lot of, as you say, in the Web3 space FUD. Uh, because really what happens is, like, let's, let's oh, actually, let me not, I'm not going to put it in names because <laughs> some of these people are my friends. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Like, let's say, you know, you start off and you, you know, your 10,000 NFT collection, especially in the bull market, was at least $10 million of revenue, right? What happens is you take investment from investors, which is great, but at the end of the day, you're, you're now beholden to those people, right? You're beholden to your shareholders. You're no longer beholden to the community. So for example, that's why Doodles had that issue because the Doodle community members basically felt like, okay, you took our money and, and now you're, you're saying you're a media company. What happened to the community? And none of those decisions were made by the, the um, community. And I understand, like it makes, I understand the founders of Doodles, because they have to keep making money, they have to keep making business, but it doesn't actually bode well for a community. So I do feel like uh, in order to do it right, you have to think about, okay, yes, even if I take investment, is you have to make it very clear to your investors, we are a community project first. So for example, we had, um, and I'm sure like, you know, if you guys are all on Twitter, we had a tussle with the, one of our investors, because he basically thought he was investing in a tech product. And I said, no, you're investing in a community. The community is the product and we serve our community first. So everything we do has that in mind. And I also feel like the, the way that these communities are growing is they need to also look at structures from previous Web3. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of co-ops. There's a lot of well-run communities. Even look at Africa. Africa has many examples of great community, right? Communal efforts um, and look at those ways they're structuring themselves in order to build your web3 community so that's the reason why Afropolitan has not released a token because we have really been intentional about okay if we release a token what is it doing and what is it doing to help our community members right what is it doing to engage community what is it doing 
to nurture the community. Um, and so that's the reason why we honestly have not released a token. That's why we have the NFTs. This NFT just represents access to the community. And end of story. Very straightforward. No explanation. And even when you got your NFT, you saw your application, and you also saw what we were giving you. We were very direct. <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't promise the moons and the stars, and we didn't even do a long roadmap. We we're very clear on what we're actually offering community members, right? So I do feel like going forward, Web three communities need to be very clear on what they're offering. I think we need to be very careful when you release a token. Don't just release one just just because you want to make some money. And I think the last thing is, you know, I don't I don't think having just a ten thousand collection is always the best approach. We decided to have five hundred twenty five, and I think it's easier to start off small and scale versus like you have ten thousand and and then now what? They're expecting you to serve them, right? Um, so those are the things I would I would consider. Hmm. I love that point about tokens. So um um I'm going to ask anyone like if you have any question, you can just come up on stage. I think we can take one or two questions because we're going to end the space pretty soon. But, you know, while we're waiting for people to come on to ask questions, I'm just going to ask you, let me say two more questions. <laughs> so um, how do you see Afropolitan evolving in this um, rapidly changing dig digital landscape? You know, everything is evolving. What we knew when we started out in the Web3 space is not like the same thing that is happening now. And, you know, AI, everything is just <laughs> evolving. And to be honest, I find it hard to even keep up. I feel like I'm old and with all these new technologies coming up, I feel like a very old person. But um, how do you see Afropolitan evolving with this changing um, digital landscape? Yeah, I'll just say we just, we pay attention to the news. I, I think that's number one. Um, I, luckily, my co-founder is very, he's very open. He's very curious. Um, so even as AI came on board, we're already asking ourselves, okay, how do we integrate that? Or who do we talk to? And, and we're, we're very open to knowing what we don't know. Um, and so, for example, like right now, we are having conversations around our token design. And we're reaching out to people. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm reaching out to people who understand tokenomics. I'm reaching out to people who understand incentive behavior. I'm reaching out to people who understand, you know, building out a economy, right? Um, or a commons, um, which is, um, you know, very good place to start if you're looking at community management. Um, so I'm just, I'm just always open, and I always, I always talk to people who are smarter than me. Okay, so keeping up with everything, no problem. So um, we have um, Benjamin up on stage. Benjamin, how are you doing? Do you have any question for Chica? Yes. Hi. How is everyone doing? Uh, Chica, thank you so much for what you have just shared. I'm actually humbled to to have had what you're building. Actually, I must say, uh, Kashushu is actually a very good friend of mine. And uh, from actually primary school, if I may say. Uh, so it's really, I'm really humbled to hear that, you know, uh, you're part of the people that have uh, enabled her grow and uh I can see the progress that she has within what she's doing. So, yeah, I'm also from Uganda. <laughs> Sorry that I don't, re like, it's not overly in my bio, but, yeah. Um, I just wanted to come up and say thank you for sharing, and I can't wait to be part of Afropolitan. And uh, to the host, thank you for having this. I actually was excited to um 
see that the space was on <laughs> once again. So yeah, thank you so much. And I hope everyone listening has a blessed evening. Thank you very much. Oh, so lovely. Well, it's lovely to connect with you. And she's such a lovely spirit as well. Oh, yeah, she is. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chica. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for coming up to ask um, your question. And I'm so happy to see you again in one of my spaces. And uh, um, if you don't know, I host the spaces every Sunday. So you can just put that in your calendar, 4 p.m. West African time, every Sunday, same time, same Twitter account. But yes, thank you so much for coming up on stage. So um, I think I'm just going to move on to my last question so I can release Chica from, um, you know, <laughs> answering my questions. So um, for my last question, I'm just going to ask a generic question. I think it's very common, but, you know, I love asking this question because everyone has different um, perspective about things and how they approach it. So um, how, or sorry, what advice would you have for someone who is just starting out in Web3, be it a creator or someone that's willing to um, build a community in the space? What advice would you um, give them? Yeah, my advice would just be, it's a big, vast space. Uh, so first, just take time to learn a little bit about everything. But I noticed the people who do very well in this space specialize in something and it's becoming more clear to me uh, being in Montenegro because um, Vitalik set up this um, pop-up city in a way that every week there's a different focus. So there's a focus on DSI, there's a focus on public goods, there's a focus on ZK rollups, there's a focus on network states. And for me, you know, I'm learning a little bit about everything, but my main focus is, you know, around the network states. And I think when you go deeper into one subject, you can become an expert in it. You can and um, you can really grow in that way but don't also not know what else is going on right <laughs> so don't be like so clueless on nfts or DeFi. at least know enough to be able to come you know connect with someone but i do think it makes sense to really take time and specialize in one thing um, because I, I feel like you'll really learn applications um, better in that you know particular area versus trying to just know everything i think there's too much in the space to to be an expert in all Hmm. Okay, okay. So for people like me that love learning about everything and anything possible, I think um, I, I'll, I'll take that to your advice. Thank you so much. So once again, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come up on stage to talk with us about what you're doing in the space and about yourself too. And I can't wait to see what Afropolitan does in the future. I believe there is a huge potential and, you know, you've started doing amazing things. I can't wait to see how everything evolves. And to everyone that has been listening, to anyone that's going to listen to this conversation again, thank you so much for taking that time out to, you know, join the conversation and listen in. And um, if you don't know, just like what I told Benjamin, we have this space every Sunday, West Africa, um, 4 p.m. West African time. And I also have a podcast, Web3 Afri um, Africa. I'm looking for the link. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a podcast on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. So if you want to listen to that, um, any conversation we have, you can just, you know, be on the lookout for it. So, okay.
I think I'm just going to give one minute before I close out the space to look for the link. But yes, um, next week we're going to be having Anthony Azeko join us on stage to talk about his um, progress as an artist. And we have a full calendar till June, so be on the lookout for that. So once again, thank you so much, Chica. And I'm going to, you know, let you go. <laughs> I'm going to um, end this place pretty soon, so you can just go back to what you were doing. And um, if there's anything you want me to help you do in the future, I'm down for it. And as I mentioned, I'm going to collect my Afropolitan NFT as soon as possible. Because I don't want to miss out on all these things. <laughs> I don't Amazing. want to They all so technically it is minted out. Um, I think there's a few on the floor, um, but <laughs> but um, we will open up again. But the truth is that next thing we mint, it will not be a PFP. So this is the only founding citizen membership you'll see. Um, ever. Um, the next set will just be more of just like general citizen passes. So, yeah. So if you can, if you can grab one when they're on the floor, I would grab one. Amazing. So in case you're you're thinking of collecting the NFTs, just like what Chica said, you can grab one if you are interested. So I already pinned up the link to the podcast because this is going to be going up on my podcast today. So if you want to listen to the conversation again, please do. So thank you so much, Chica. And um, I'm going to be closing out the room in the next five seconds or 10 seconds. If you want to say anything or any last words or, you know, that drop mic moment. I was just going to say, you know, thank you. And just remember, Web3 was made for Africa. So the possibilities are endless. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you. So bye, everyone. See you in my next um, episode or my next show next week. And be on the lookout for the link. Bye.